0: Are the Miami Hurricanes, these 2023 Canes, starting to turn even their most cynical fans into believers? You are Locked On Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and free on YouTube. Now, our guest today, it's a Truth Teller Tuesday on a Wednesday. I know he's not a hater. The real ones know he's not a hater, but he's been accused of being negative on certain things. Bruce Warner, the truth teller, is with us. Now, Bruce, uh, you know, we talk about cynical fans coming around. The Miami Hurricanes, especially the way that offense played, I think they answered a lot of questions that the naysayers had. Are are they making a believer out of you?
1: Well, yeah, because they won a big game finally. Sure. Listen, I I was negative and positive all offseason, and I think rightfully so. Now, they were down 10-0. And they gave away 14 points, but they still wound up scoring 48 against the so-called vaunted defense of Dumbo Fisher, <laughs> <laughs> the excuse maker. I may be the truth teller. He's the excuse maker. Oh, but we'll get to that yeah. in a minute. But yeah. look, we play the next three games we should win. And I did tell you last week, or whatever it was, we could very well be 5-0 and against North Carolina. And I think that's going to happen. And then we'll find out where we really are with North Carolina, Clemson, who's not that great, Florida State, we have Louisville, we have NC State on the road. So, yeah, you know, the jury's still out, but the way they played, the physicality they brought, the viciousness they brought, the attitude of down 10-0, down 17-7, and they didn't give up. We all know in the last 10 or 15 years, that game would have been over. With the, right. with the people we had and the coaches and the coaching staff. But it was great to see the camaraderie, the team together as a unit. It was awesome. And the electric atmosphere, even though it wasn't sold out or whatever, still, you have to believe now that last year's team is way in the back mirror and it's locked in a closet someplace. And Mario has brought a whole new attitude and a perception about this team, including nationally, because they've been talked about a lot.
0: Yeah, and Bruce, and now uh, I am very much of the belief, because I needed to, like you, I needed to really see it to believe it. Not only do the Miami Hurricanes have competent coordinators this year on both sides of the football, I would venture to say they've got really good coordinators, okay? Because, listen, you know, last year you had a, a defensive coordinator with a resume six miles long. But there was really no creativity. It was a guy who was used to cooking with filet mignon, but he was cooking with ground beef last year and he didn't adapt the way. that. And I, by the way, I think I stole. I think the filet mignon line, I think I stole that from Manny Navarro, uh, my buddy from the athletics. So I can't take credit for that. I thought that was a great line that, you know, Kevin Steele was used to cooking with filet mignon, didn't have filet mignon to cook with last year. And then don't even get me started on the offensive coordinator last year. But I mean, Bruce, I want to start with the job that Lance Guidry's defense did, because all that we heard about leading up to the a game was they've got three or even four wide receivers that you just cannot defend, that Miami will have no answer, I was told, for Evan Stewart, Noah Thomas, Anaya Smith and Moose Muhammad—that these guys were just going to go crazy—and Texas a m has got a quarterback that has never had never thrown an interception. So of course, college football fans—they do their math. Well, if he—if Wegman has never thrown an interception, he will never throw an interception, right? First time for everything. First and second oh. time for everything. We came to find out. And Bruce, I love this stat, especially since. The Hurricanes had to go pretty deep in their defensive line in that game because Akeem Mesador left the game, didn't return. Branson Dean left the game, didn't return. Nigel e. Kelly was out for a while. Uh, I, I thought he didn't return to the game. I was told he did, so my bad on that earlier this week. And uh, according to Pro Football Focus, no quarterback in the country over the weekend was blitzed and pressured more than Connor Wegman of Texas A&M. The Hurricanes blitzed on 33 of his 57 dropbacks and generated pressure on 26 of them. That's 45.6% of his dropbacks, they generated pressure. That defense had an answer for everything, no matter which personnel was on the field.
1: Yeah. And those quarter blitzes really screwed up A&M's offense. They they came from all angles and and the tackling was much better. Yeah, there was a few that weren't so great, but in the backfield, they made tackles. They wrapped up. They didn't really – they had that one cheap touchdown where the fullback got out in the flat, and he beat Malinola, you know, down the right sideline. But other than that, they were, they were aggressive. Williams, who I've been picking on all offseason, was knocking people all over the place. Some of it a little late, but he was knocking people on their ass, and they were playing a very physical style of defense.
0: Yeah. And, and on James Williams, um, I thought that that's maybe his best game as a hurricane or at least his best game, probably going back since 2021, where he had some some really flashy performances and it didn't come to a surprise to his coordinator, Bruce. We spoke earlier this week to Lance Guidry, and he said like last week was, you know, for as long as Guidry's been here since the spring, that that was James's best week of practice, that he he was really getting it and putting it all together. And you know he he played for the most part. He was drawn maybe a little bit too much for some people, yeah. but you know for, for the most part he he played smart in terms of the way he used his body in the game. And you could see six foot five can be a hard hitter when he wants to be really good in coverage. That that was an awesome awesome game for James. And you know and you brought it up, Bruce. Miami basically spotted them fourteen free points with the special teams turnovers that they had, uh, the block punt and the muffed punt, uh, and yet still. Uh, I know you look at all they gave up 33 points, but 14 of those points yes, were three essentially hits. free.
1: Yeah, yeah, the defense did a great job. So, listen, there's a few things we need to address. And I know Mario, because I, I spoke to somebody, but he wasn't happy with that at all. Those guys should not be catching punts inside the 10. Yeah. Or he was like on the six or whatever. Yeah, he was, was at the
0: six. Yeah, But I think, you can't yeah. do
1: that. You just can't. And meanwhile, on the flip side of defense, which, which you mentioned, I saw Gore in the game. I saw uh, we saw we saw a lot of Bain, Bain I, yeah. but I saw Bain get. He really didn't get much. Those guys are massive. The offensive line. He looked a little little small the other day. He he did in that game, but um, the play calling, the play calling at the end of the game when it was forty one to thirty three. And the announcers are talking about running the clock. And look at Tyler. He's letting the clock run down. And he hits Jacoby George down the sideline. On not exactly a surefire pass. That was a low percentage pass. But he caught it. Some of, one of their safeties had a horrible attempt at attacking. Shoulder bumped him. And, and, and Jacoby was gone. And that was the nail in the coffin for them. So I thought they were supposed to have this vault defense. A&M, but they're pretty bad. And, yeah. and now I think Jimbo's in the hot seat.
0: Yeah, it, it. We'll talk about Jimbo in a second, but yeah, I want to go to uh, to give Shannon Dawson a lot of credit. I mean, not only <gasps> I, I thought I thought his play calling and play design in the red zone was excellent. Miami scored uh, touchdowns on seventy five percent of their red zone trips, which is right awesome. where he wanted to be. But you mentioned that that aggressive play to Jacoby George to basically ice the game. We spoke with Dawson the other day, and this is I love I, I love this quote. Like this is like a yearbook quote for an offensive coordinator. He said. When you get conservative, you get beat. Yes. Perfect.
1: And everybody talks about that all the time. Don't play conservative. Yeah. And I saw him. I was watching him after the completion. And you see the excitement in him. He took his play chart and he raised it up in the air. And he was <laughs> all excited because <laughs> he saw what they were doing. And he said, I'm going to take this one-on-one coverage and I'm going to beat them. Yeah. And Van Dyke was on fire. You know, I mean, yeah. They kept on saying that Restrepto dropped that third and – Third down pass where he could have gotten the first down in the first quarter. Catch. Yeah, catch! It was a bullet. It was up here. You know, he yeah. Didn't catch it, yeah. But it, was, it was it was in his hands, like in both yeah. hands. But yeah, yeah, but the guy was all over him. But he had some great plays after the catch runs. Oh man, they were awesome. The whole team looked like they were lit, and they wanted this badly. And that's what Miami. Now, now, come Thursday night, I want to see the same attitude. I don't want to see this which is what we got over the years from Golden and from Rick and from and from I'm not going to even mention his name but you know we no matter who lines up on Thursday night I want to see the same attack I want to see the same nastiness and the same physicality and I know Mario does we
0: are here with the truth teller and so with this loss right now I think the only thing protecting Jimbo Fisher is that 77 million dollar buyout but yeah. We're hearing the excuses from the losing coach. We'll talk about that. And I have a lot to say about Tyler Van Dyke. There's a little bit of Heisman hype now for TVD. So we have so much. We're only getting started here on this episode of Locked on Canes. My friends, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible eligible items only, easy for me to say, and exclusions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts free on YouTube. And for the everydayers, if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, Sign up for our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I include the link in the show below. You get text messages directly from my phone to yours. Breaking news, recruiting scoops, one-on-ones. You can ask me questions on there. Try it free for 14 days with the link below. And if you like it, you can opt in for $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there. All right, so Bruce, uh, day after the game, and I'm, I'm combing the internet. Oh, well, what does Jimbo Fisher have to say? about that Texas A&M loss. And I see him talking about the uh, – so the, the Aggies uh, down five points in the third quarter. They tried a, a two-point conversion to try to get the game to within a field goal. Um, it was snapped early and awkwardly. Uh, Wegman had to corral the snap and ended up throwing incomplete. The two-point conversion failed. I didn't think a whole lot of it. And then I see Jimbo Fisher, he was on uh, 12th Man TV – saying, you know, basically basically accusing Miami of cheating, saying Ooh. that they were intentionally simulating the snap count and that they were clapping to induce the center to snapping the football. And honestly, w- when I heard Jimbo say it, first of all, I'm like, all right, salty loser talk. But I thought, okay, I, I could see that as being something that football teams try to do. Uh, so I went back and I watched the play because I-, I didn't think a whole lot of it in the stadium. I went back and I watched the play on the condensed game And what I saw was James Williams clearly trying to urgently get the attention of Jaden Davis. He was clapping at Jaden Davis and rightfully so, because Bruce, what ended up happening on that play was Wegman did end up throwing to Jaden Davis's man. Uh, It didn't look to me whatsoever like Williams was trying to intentionally induce uh, a snap uh, and so I'm like, did Jimbo even go back and watch it? Like, man, these
1: these excuses are going wild now. Um, what do you expect from a desperate coach? Yeah. And I saw some other things he made comments. He said, Miami watered down the field to negate our speed. Are you serious? It rained. And a, it rained, and B, what, we have no speed? We're just as fast, if not faster than them. And he uh. said, well, you know, there's, there's... – then he said – there's an NFL logos and then there's the college stuff. So the old the NFL logos got wiped off the field, but that area was very slippery for our guys. Right. So you, you saw some of them slip. Well, they yeah. slip too. But how desperate can you be oh. to start talking about that? What about your team's performance? What about your defense? I mean, he, he's desperate and he knows it, and he's making excuses. Um, and he's got some easy games coming up like Louisiana Monroe then he's got Arkansas in Texas though at a new mm. field but then he's got to go to Tennessee he got Alabama coming to town so I mean if he's losing four or five games this year he's a Nazi and I've, I' I've heard I don't know if it's true but Am doesn't give a damn about the 77 million dollars they're gonna replace him if he doesn't if he doesn't succeed right I mean he needs a new job and probably Bobby Petrino would need a new job unless he yeah. winds up get taking over for for Dumbo. But I don't mm-hmm. really care about them. They, <laughs> they 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 had a 17-7 lead and it evaporated because they couldn't stop Tyler Van Dyke or yeah. our, our our offense, although they did a good job against the run. Right. They still gave up 48 points. And they weren't cheapies either. They were legitimate drives.
0: Yeah, well, and, and a couple a couple things on that, and this is Credit to Tyler Van Dyke and credit to Shannon Dawson, the OC, for adapting because it it was very clear from early in that game. And Dawson talked about it, that uh and their focus was if we can shut down Miami's running game mm-hmm. and if we can force Tyler Van Dyke to try and beat us, he can't beat us. I think that was and, – and by the way, th- those are my words. Dawson wasn't I... as blunt as I just was, but – These are my – and I talked to – you know, we had Andrew Stefaniak from Locked on Aggies on last week, and he said that, the Texas A&M, they will feel comfortable with their defense if they can force Tyler Van Dyke to beat them, which is eventually what happened. Uh, So credit to TVD and for those receivers. I mean, Jacoby George, uh, Restrepo uh, had a huge game, 126 receiving yards. Colby Young catches another touchdown, and TVD was completely on the money.
1: Horton with the 53 yard drop. yeah. So, but you know what? They may have stopped the run, but that vaunted defense that they keep talking about, the front four, they didn't get they didn't get to Van Dyke. Where were they yet in the game? They were hardly even in the game. So, you know what? All excuses. Miami is way better than they were last year. Yeah. It was obvious the other day. They can maintain this, but they can't lose too many more players. They just can't. The depth isn't there. And that's what makes this recruiting of uh, the D tackles, even more important. Now I understand somebody who was that a kid from Florida just cool. decommitted a D tackle? Like a big kid.
0: Yeah, I did I did see that, which I is don't I, 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 I don't I don't know if he's gonna end up here, but right. you're right. He did decommit from Florida. And listen, if they get rolled by Tennessee this weekend, you might you might see a few more join here. Yeah, him.
1: yeah. Yeah. And um who knows what's gonna happen at Michigan State. But look, Miami's yeah. Yeah, they're, that's a mess. He's not fired, but that's a mess. Yeah. I don't know how many parents are going to send the kids there now. So they start looking at those guys. Yeah. And they're, they're not giving up on Stone and, you know, and, and Cameron. They're not going to give up, but still. Um, you keep playing like this, these guys will be here. They got a receiver from 2025. Yep. That kid looks for real. He's a big boy, too. Great so Charles, great yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, great player. So, look, it's all part of a process but to have the changes that they made the changes with the staff and yet they're all buying in and they're playing their asses off these kids which is all you could ask for. I want to see that stadium a little more full yeah. and you know maybe not in these next couple of games but still they had a we need that team deserves our support. They and they really do. Uh, I watched Jason Taylor on the sidelines you know he's not a figurehead He's got the headset on. He's talking to these kids. He's telling them what to do. He's involved. They're all involved, and that's what makes it so great to watch. This is a throwback to what it used to be like.
0: So when we come back, we'll tell you how much money could you make on a $100 Heisman bet for Tyler Van Dyke because he's just putting himself in that conversation. And also, as a side note, I was watching Alabama and Jalen Milrow and their offense. I was watching Tyler Van Dyke earlier that day on Saturday, and I'm thinking, okay, I can kind of understand why Bama made a run at at TVD last spring. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, Tyler Van Dyke is all Kane, but we have so much still coming up, my friends. You want to keep it locked. The Truth Teller is with me on Locked on Cane's, Folks, when I found out that Jace Medical was becoming the newest member of the Locked on family, I was so happy because Jace Medical and the Jace case, they are providing five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use because we have to realize, friends, in this world we live in now, we saw it throughout the pandemic, how difficult it is to get the medicine you need. You have worldwide supply chain issues. To be able to have supplied to you life-saving antibiotics for an emergency They are doing God's work out there, Jace Medical. Do not be unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and your loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultant and care. You go online, you fill out a form, and then you get prescription life-saving medications delivered right to your door. And we are helping you folks Save more than three hundred sixty dollars by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus an additional twenty dollars off. Twenty dollars off by using my code, Locked On at checkout on JaceMedical.com. That's spelled J A S E Medical.com. Please check it out, and thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts available free on YouTube. And don't forget, every Fridays, we have Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. I'm not going to be on live with the guys this week. Uh, I, I'm usually one of the panelists on. I'm going to be traveling on Friday, but I will uh, be on briefly to talk uh, a little Miami, Texas A&M, whatever happens in the Bethune-Cookman game, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. live. Every single Friday on every Locked On College YouTube channel, including this one. So check it out, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., getting you ready with all the big storylines, Heisman hype, college football playoff hype, previewing all the big games for the weekend, Locked On College football kickoff live, 9 to 11 a.m. on this and every Locked On College YouTube channel. Bruce, w- would you like to know where Miami's Tyler Van Dyke coming off that 374 yard, five touchdown, zero interception performance, 70% completions? Would you like to know where TVD stands in the Heisman race?
1: What am I going
0: to say? No? If you said no, I would just end the episode now. <laughs> Go ahead. Where is he? All right. Go so over. Tyler Van Dyke is now, uh, he is, I think, I want to say 8th uh Place right now are in a three-way tie for eighth highest odds with Bo Nix of Oregon and Drew Aller of Penn State at plus twenty-two hundred. So if you bet a hundred dollars today on Tyler Van Dyke to win that Heisman Trophy, you would win twenty-two hundred dollars on that one hundred dollar bet. Thank you FanDuel for those odds. Uh, so here here are the uh, the leaders right now. In the Heisman race, uh, not surprisingly, Caleb Williams, who's already in the Heisman house. and He's on every commercial at plus three seventy five. Uh, Quinn Ewers from Texas. You talk about signature wins. That was a signature yes. win for the Longhorns this weekend. Yes. He's second place at plus eight hundred. Jordan Travis from Florida State, also plus eight hundred. He was one of the favorites coming into the season. Sam Hartman of Notre Dame is then at plus nine hundred. Michael Penix Jr. from Washington at plus 1,000. Shador Sanders from Colorado, also plus 1,000. J.J. McCarthy from Michigan, plus 1,400. And then uh, the last guy who's in front of Tyler Van Dyke is Travis Hunter of Colorado, two-way player and a, and a beast at plus 1,500. Wow. Then you've got TVD and those other guys at plus 2,200. And it's funny, Bruce, because when I, I asked uh, Shannon Dawson on Monday – about Tyler Van Dyke in the passing game, he did go on to talk about it. But the first thing he said was, "I got it. It all starts with the big guys up front." Miami's offensive line. Uh, not to take anything away from Tyler Van Dyke, because he can really only do his job if they do their job. And Dawson described it as possibly the best offensive line performance he's ever seen or, or coached in a game like that. O line in pass protection was. Outside of a few holding penalties, nearly perfect.
1: Yes, yes, and we all know who did it. Number sixty-one. Yeah. Oh, by the way, just a quick thing on uh, uh, on on Jimbo in the in the press conference after the game. Do you know that he kept on calling Van Dyke number nine? He didn't even really? say his name. Yes, watch it. Wow. He never. He kept on saying that number nine's pretty good. You don't know his name after that. <laughs> what a jerk! Just a jerk. <laughs> oh man. So oh. anyway. Look, you have to be excited about what we saw. You have to be. And I guess that projection that I said they'd average between 35 and 40, they're averaging 43 right now. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling you that if that line plays well, they're going to be unstoppable. And it looked at the other day. Yeah. It did. It looked at the other day. Who's going to stop this team now? But we can't – look, Fletcher's hurt. He's not playing. I think he's in concussion protocol. So, he may be out a week or two, yeah. but it's okay. Yeah. Um, so, it's, a, it's a, let,
0: let him take his time. If he, if he doesn't play against Bethune-Cookman, I think we'll be all right. That kid, Allen, is real good. He got in yeah. late, but he had
1: some yeah. nice yeah. runs. And, and, you know, and, and, um, uh, 21 is real good.
0: Yeah, uh, he's Parrish. He's real
1: good. Parish. he's got the yeah. – he just doesn't give up. He doesn't give up. And I had a couple of two-backs, too, back there. They had him and Chaney. They had him – and Fletcher, before he got hurt, they had a few of those. And I remember saying that because now who do you cover? Where do you go with this? And that design play where um, George came up to the line and then came back and they just dumped it off to him, I think he said he stole that from somebody, whether it was yeah. Bama or whatever. But still, what a call. They yeah. weren't even close to ready to stop that play. He's a smart guy, and he's thankfully we have him.
0: You know? Yeah. Well, okay, um, what would you like to see Thursday night? Um, obviously, the, the first thing for me, no injuries. That's if right. Miami can get through that game healthy, but w- w- what would you like to see Thursday night when the Hurricanes take on the Bethune-Cookman Wildcats?
1: Well, my gut tells me that we're going to see Ja'Cory Brown a lot. Right. I don't know if we're going to see Williams because that would have been his second game out of, out of three. That's and right. if they plan on shirting him, that there's only two left he could get in. Now, I me personally, I, I want to see what Jacori does. He looks good. Maybe he gets in again. Yeah. One of these two guys has got to be ready to play in case Tyler gets hurt. You can't assume he's going to go 12 games and not get hurt. You can't think like that. You have to have somebody ready. Williams looked really good last week. If Jacori has more problems again on Thursday night, then maybe Williams is the backup. And they have to start getting him some playing time and maybe burn his shirt. I don't know. But I want on no injuries. Aggressiveness, I want to see. Cut down to stupid mistakes like catching punts inside the 10. Yeah. Um, the block punt, I watched that twice. The kicker took too many steps. He was a little nonchalant, and he got it partially blocked. Mm-hmm. And after that, he didn't do that anymore. He's mm-hmm. got to get rid of that ball. He's got to kick it. Before the pressure's on, you know, and we're not in
0: Sydney, Australia anymore. You're going to get yeah, a little, yeah, a little yeah, more right. pressure here.
1: Right. So, but those are little things that has to be shored up. And I'm not worried about Maui Noah with the holds, but you know, some of them, I saw a lot of our guys being held and no yeah. flag and no flag. A yeah. lot of it. I saw coming off the edge, no flags. Yeah. I had around his throat and it was no flag. So I think you made a comment to me in the text we were going back and forth about how the refs were pro a and I i i don't know about that but there they was, were they were sec refs bruce yes yeah that's okay yeah. they still lost
0: yeah exactly
1: they still lost i just want to see a, a great game i want to see some energy by these kids. i don't want to see any drop-offs and i'm expecting all the young kids to play this time right
0: That's what's exciting to me. I want to see, I want to see, you know, guys we haven't really seen yet, like Robbie Washington. You know, I want to, I want to see, you know, I just want to see all these young, some of the young linebackers.
1: What's that? It is the Shamar Kirk. But you know what what surprised me? That Devontae Brown twice with the pass interferences. Yeah. Looked a little lost out there, you know? Yeah. And I thought he was really going to be dynamite, but he's really not. Uh, he's not playing as much.
0: Yeah, I, I hope he can figure it out. But thankfully, Daryl Porter and Jaden Davis—they yes. both look fantastic. So yes, it's like did. you know, so it's like it's not guys are stepping up, just not the guys we expected, right? So mm-hmm. it's you know, th- if, thankfully, if uh, if certain players are not doing as well as we hope, other players are exceeding those expectations, and we always love. Isn't it our, fun?
1: Isn't it yeah. fun to have Miami winning? It's fun. It's, it's good cool. college football. They need, they talked about it. They need yeah. Miami. Yeah. Even if you hate their guts, yeah they're, they're a popular draw. Yeah.
0: I love it. Great stuff as always by the truth teller, Bruce Warner. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at, or X at locked on canes. If you follow us, we will follow you back uh, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit that thumbs up button. And uh, if you listen to the audio version, which is awesome, take us with you wherever you go. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your pods. And we will talk to you next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.